It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. We're going into week eight, right? We're at, at LA. And then we've got a bye. So really the season starts week 10, right? The push for the playoff starts week 10. In you've best got a case home scenario, game. you'll be 500 when that starts. Right. Uh, yeah. Best case scenario. You go into that week 10 matchup against the Chargers at four and four. You play the Chargers at home. You go to Mexico City to play the Cardinals. You come home to play the Saints. You actually get a three game, uh, a three home game stretch there. Saints, Dolphins, Bucks. You travel up to Seattle, home for the Commanders, off to Vegas against the Raiders, and then home week 18 against the Cardinals. Now, again, this team isn't one where you want to go, that's a win, that's a win, that's a loss, that's a win. We have no idea at this point, right? They haven't been consistent enough for us to even to even gauge that. But on that schedule that you're looking at, and Zane, you said it earlier about the Chargers. I, I feel like the Chargers are the AFC version of the 49ers. Just incredibly yeah. talented and super underperforming. The only yeah. difference is, is they've got a significantly better guy under center than the 49ers do. And so but Brian, but Brian, I, I would better why, why are they Brian? Why are they underperforming? Coaching. Coaching and for injuries. sure. They're hurt too, yeah. And injuries. Yeah. Coaching and, and injuries, hurt, so. right? Again, the 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 49ers of the AFC, the yep. LA Chargers. Uh why? Because they left San Diego and they got cursed, just like the 49ers left San Francisco and they got cursed. <laughs> regardless, <laughs> regardless. You do look at this and you go, okay, Cardinals not playing well. Kind of a dysfunctional team right now, although they did win their Thursday night matchup uh, against uh, who they play last Thursday. They beat the Saints. The Saints. That's right. The Saints. Uh, the Saints aren't looking great. The Dolphins. It's hard to know. They've looked okay, right? They're they're kind of hit or miss. Uh, don't know what's going on with the Bucks, uh, but it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. Uh, that Seahawks game in Seattle is always going to be difficult. The Commanders. Mm-hmm. Not a great team. The Raiders, we'll see where they're at then. And then and then again, the Cardinals. And so you know, we're really talking about for those final, those final nine games. If if they need if they need 10 wins, if they need 10 wins to 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 win the West or to make the playoffs, they gotta go six and three. Mm. They gotta yeah. go six and three. And arguably, you could say maybe they need 11. Then they got to go seven and two, which is exactly what they did last last season. They went seven and two over their last nine. Do you see six what? for sure wins on, on that schedule after the bye, assuming they win at the Rams? I just don't trust them week to week at all. Like right. Brian said, I don't know what to expect. You know, I, yeah. I thought the Falcons were going to be a win. I thought the Bears were going to be a win. I would say there was no way they're going to yeah. lose those games when they started the season. But mm-hmm. here we are. But you know, of like, but all that aside, just roster talent wise, there's really only two teams there that match up with them, and that's the Chargers and the Bucks. <clears throat> Every other team in terms of roster talent doesn't hold a candle to what the 49ers have. So technically, those are games that they should be winning. Now, will they? I, I don't know. That's the yeah. problem right now. I mean, we have you, no could idea. Tell me, you could sell me that the Cardinals will beat them. They beat them last year. 
you could sell me that Miami will beat them. You could sell me the Bucks eventually get it together and beat them. You could tell me mm-hmm. Seattle is going to beat them. You know, I think right now New Orleans and Washington, I would say, are wins. Raiders, yeah, I guess you never know. They're running yeah, the ball I mean, really well right now. Yeah, they really are. So it's like, as much as I don't like Josh McDaniels, they do look better. And as they get used to a system, they may get better as the season rolls mm-hmm. on. So, I, yeah, I can't look at any of these games and other than maybe the Saints and the and the Commanders and say, yeah, they, they'll probably definitely win those games. Not the way they're playing. Yeah. You hope coming off a bye, going, you know, playing the Chargers that they're, that they're going to look good. Well, you hope McCaffrey becomes a huge weapon as the season goes on. We'll see, but it's like, yeah, it's a little scary to me right now. It is. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely scary. And I hate that. I hate that we can't, you know, have a good idea of what they're going to be doing and what the potential is. Well, we know what the potential is, but what they're going to be doing. And I remember with Jim, you know, the funniest thing is, is that like Jim Harbaugh was in the stands for the game against Kansas City. That was just so funny to me. I'm just like, <laughs> and, 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 uh, probably like a funny moment for him too because i mean he is the the last really great coach that they had i mean there's no there's no doubting that and when you look at his tenure here you saw them going game in and game out and you're like all right they're going to have a chance in every single game because they were consistent and yeah there were games where they they lost especially in the in the fourth year the fourth year was kind of lost season because the, the management and trent balky torpedoed that but you know, I can point to a couple losses, even in uh, 2012, I believe, when they lost to the Giants in the championship game rematch here in Candlestick. And it was just like they got trounced by the Giants and, and we're like, how the hell did that happen? I mean, mm-hmm. he had those games, too. And even Kyle, like in, in 2019, like he had like a really great stretch of games. And then they go and lose to the Falcons near the end of the season. That And that, and that causes them to have to win in Seattle to win the division. So it seems like all of these silly losses, like they've come in like a larger bunch in earlier this year. And it's just, it's just kind of troubling to me because it's like, okay, well, if you're already looking like that, then what's the end of the season going to look like both in that and in health too. Um, and I agree. I, it does, it does kind of, we, we had a comment that it sucks that we don't know this late in the season, what the team is going to do. And I, it is frustrating as a fan, you know, we're not in the building we're, we're outsiders looking, you know, looking in. And for us, we have to create content and we talk about this and some of y'all might not like the, the skepticism that we have, but like it's coming from a place that we just don't know what this team is right now. Uh, like you guys said, like they're a 500 team. You're, you are what your record says you are. And they're a 500 team right now. And that's not good enough to make it to the playoffs. And with yeah. roster talent, with the roster talent that they have, that we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to be this unsure. Right. Uh, Mike Finn, uh, who is a, a, prominent on, on Niners Twitter. He's ice cream Judas. He said this uh, earlier today. I hate not being able to be confident in the Niners. It's infuriating. This team is too good to be wishy, wishy-washy about them, but here I am. Can't say anything because I can't trust them. And that's, that's the reality that we're in right now. And it is, it's frustrating as a fan, right? It's like you, you, you go into each week, not, I would, I would love to go into each week confident, right? Wouldn't that be great? You know, and and as a Chiefs fan, I imagine that's the case. As a Bills fan, I imagine that's the case. Shoot, as an Eagles fan this year, I bet you that's the case. Mm-hmm. And f- again, with the level of talent this team has, this should be the case for 49ers fans, and it's not. And that is that's an issue. And as we go into this game, this is two really disappointing teams so far. The oh, yeah. Rams are second to last in the NFL in points scored in total points. 
I mean, that's kind of mind boggling when you think the Super Bowl champions and the story for them, for both these teams, the Rams have the fourth most turnovers in the NFL at 13 and the Niners are tied for fifth at 12. The Rams are negative five in turnover differential and the 49ers are negative three. Now, the difference in their last three regular season meetings, uh, that's the Stafford era. Basically, the Niners are three and oh, and they're plus four in the turnover department. and They have two defensive touchdowns. So that's been a big difference for them. Um, but with this team also, like, let's see, it's both of these offenses that are underperforming. The Rams and the Niners have thrown for 15 t- TD passes and 14 picks combined this season. The Niners are six and four and the Rams are six and eight. That's really bad. Um, they rank 19th and 31st in points scored respectively. And the Rams have played, well, the Rams have only played the six games. Like I said, only Denver scored fewer points. The Niners are averaging 20.7 points per game and the Rams 17.3 right now. And the Rams are coming off the bye. They're three and two under, under McVay after the bye. They lost to Pittsburgh in 2019 and Green Bay in 2020, both on the road. So we'll see. The Niners have won the last seven games, uh, except the one that counted in the NFC Championship game. They won the last um, seven regular season games. And we'll see. That's got to end eventually, but the Rams have also kind of been a cure-all for them. So it's a massive game. There may be no Debo. Debo did not practice. We're recording this on a Thursday. There may be no Jawan Jennings. There's going to be no Eric Armstead. You have Jimmy Ward playing nickel, which has kind of been a thing. I don't know if we sounded too happy about that. So we got to see the Niners may not be whole in this game. So it may not be your your average, you know, whoop up on the Rams to get healthy again. You know, yeah, it's interesting. That, you pointed out. Oh, go, go ahead, Zane. I was going to say, you pointed out those, those offenses, right? Denver and LA, the, the lowest scoring offense, 49ers only scoring 20 points a game. I'd be interested to know what the Packers are. I don't think it's much higher than that. These Kyle Shanahan offenses are woefully underperforming this season. And it genuinely feels like defenses have figured out how to stop these offenses and these offenses have not figured out how to adapt and 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 throw something else, right? It's like this these teams have an a, a wipeout slider, uh, but they have figured out how to hit that slider, and now they don't have any other, you know, they don't have any other pitch to try and get them out. So the Rams are coming off a bye. I would imagine that they've tried to figure that kind of stuff out, um, but. Yeah, it's it it is an interesting and troubling trend for for these offenses. Also, it's going to be a game where the Rams don't even try to throw the ball. They're thirty second in league in rushing attempts, right? They're they're last in league, so they don't even try to throw the ball. So run having ball. Jimmy Ward, or sorry, they, they, this is thirty second rushing. They yeah. they only try to run the ball, so they're going to be throwing the ball. So having uh, Jimmy Ward play slot with the club on his hand, I mean, look, he was a he was a top one hundred one hundred player last year when he played safety. And, and I like that Tashawn Gibson is, is a really good player and, and I really like him a lot, but like, if you're going to, you're going to play Jimmy Ward, like I, I really believe that you should play him at safety. However, I want to counter my own point by saying that a couple of years ago, before they opened SoFi the last year in the, the Coliseum, when they played uh, Jimmy Ward was just on Cooper cup, the entire game. Do you guys remember that? He was on Cooper mm-hmm. cup the entire game and locked him yeah. up. Right. And he came up with the game saving sort of break pass breakup. Uh, granted, that was when Jared Goff was was quarterback, so the quarterback situation was much much different there. But I understand what they're trying to do because they're trying to take their best player away by putting, you know, the the Forty ers one of their best defensive backs, arguably their best defensive back, on uh, on their best player. But that being said, they if they turn the ball over like they have been, 
you can't win games like that. When you are constantly behind in turnover margin, you are giving the other opportunity, the team, the other team opportunities, extra opportunities to score. And it's not going to take a perfect game to beat the Rams, but I think that if they end up turning the ball over three or four times, like they did against Kansas City, they're not going to win because their, their defense is not they're they're injured they're they're hurt like they're not built to overcome that right now because of those injuries so i i don't know like in terms of who i really think will win this game i hope the niners will win right but they're just so hard to predict also really quickly talking about the idea of offenses or defenses catching up to uh kyle shanahan's uh scheme around the league going back to last game i know we i know we argued that the the, the wrap-up show for last week but uh did you guys notice that the way that kansas city played that that second half Steve Spagnolo on defense, Steve Spagnolo brought the blitz almost on every single passing attempt. And that's the exact same way they played the entire fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. And Niners still had no answer for it. And to me, it's like they, they got to evolve as an offense overall, right? Like you got to, it's been three years, three years that you had to figure that out and you still haven't been able to do that. So that's what troubles me with this offense is like, all right, cool. They're, they may try the same stuff that's worked against the Rams, but the Rams may be ready for it because the offense just, it doesn't evolve and it hasn't evolved. So I'm optimistic that they can win if they can limit the turnovers and control the clock and get the running going, the running game going. But McCaffrey, he's going to get a, basically a boatload of carries this game. He's taking a lot of first team reps in practice. Uh, it's been reported, so they they are looking at using him more than the nine plays that they used him last week against Kansas City. But that being said, like they have to capitalize on that too. And and what I want to see is I want to see him on the field when they're near the goal line, right? Like. Like Jimmy interception was stupid as hell, right? That was that was just a, a terrible, a terrible decision by him. But even to have Christian McCaffrey out there, even as like a decoy to draw coverage, it'll open somebody else up, right? It'll give a look that they haven't seen before. I don't want him out. I don't want him off the field in situations like that, right? Like it, it wouldn't prevent the interception, right? That's not what I'm getting at. But what I'm saying is that to have him on the field is a plus for you. So I want him on the field, even if he's not getting the ball, put him on the field. Draw some tension, draw some coverage. The defense has to account for him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the, oh, go, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead, Al. I was going to say a couple other things to look at. Yeah, the Rams have not been running the ball well, but I, I wish I, rem- I knew who put this stat up. I just happened to see it. I give them credit if I knew. But in the three games Eric Arms has played, the Niners have allowed 64 rushing yards this season and one rushing touchdown. The four games he has not, 111 yards rushing and six rushing TDs. And he's still really banged up. So I have to see what happens there. The other thing is, I don't know when Armstead's coming back. I'm starting to get worried about that, that injury. The other thing is the Niners spent all this, uh, you know, Oren Burks and Ray Ray McLeod trying to get special teams better this offseason, right? Well, they've allowed three returns of 45-plus yards the last three weeks. They have not looked good to special teams at all. So yeah. that's yeah. that's something that worries me a little bit, too, in a game like this that could be close. It wasn't the last. As much as the Niners dominated the last game, it was still a one-score game late. If there's a special teams turnover, if the Rams break a big return, something like that can change the game. So, you know, the Niners not being good in all three phases or being sloppy or inconsistent in all three phases, that can eventually turn the game around. And that worries me a little bit too. The 49ers were ranked 26th in DVOA and special teams at the end of 2021. They fired Richard Hightower. They brought in Brian Schneider and they spent money in free agency on three players that were eyed almost exclusively for special teams in Ray Ray McLeod, Oren Burks and George Odom, all of that upheaval, all of that change. Richard Hightower went to Chicago. Chicago has the fifth ranked special teams by DVOA. 
and the 49ers are still 26th this season. Yikes. Like you put, you put a lot of effort into changing that and it didn't do anything. And there are certain things about this special teams unit where I'm like, I don't understand. Like why is a Robbie gold on kickoffs and B why aren't you just kicking out of the back of the end zone? If your kickoff coverage has proven to suck, which it has, uh, stop kicking it short. Just stop. <laughs> like, I don't feel like it's that difficult. Also, you almost got Robbie Gold injured. Get which, get Mitch back out there, right? The the guy who played rugby, let him tackle a few guys, but also let him kick it out of the back of the end zone. Like, what are we doing? Why do we, why do we continue to run up, you know, slam our head against the wall doing the same thing over and over if it's showing that it's not working? The, 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 that stat that you talked about, Al, uh, that was a Kosh. A Kosh put that up, uh, about Armstead's, yeah, Armstead's, uh, presence versus his, his absence. And yeah, I mean, he is, he seems to be, seems to be the key to, to their, to their run defense. And he won't, he won't be back. But here's the thing, like Zane said earlier, the Rams basically don't even try and run the football anymore. You know, they've got Cam Akers but they're trying to trade him and he doesn't practice with the team. And then they've got, I think Henderson and that's, that's about it. Um, so it'll be interesting, but they've also had two weeks to, to try and, and, and get it figured out. So the, the thing that I think is interesting about this offense and, and, and people like to point to the offensive line, people pointed to the offensive line as one of the things that will hold this, this offense back. Through seven weeks, the 49ers offensive line is the fifth ranked pass blocking unit by PFF in in the entire NFL. Uh, The Eagles are one. Herein lies the rub. They are the 19th ranked run blocking offensive line, which is bonkers because it's always been flipped since Kyle Shanahan has been here. So I think ultimately you're looking at what amounts to probably one of the big reasons why this offense is so disjointed right now the offensive line is not run blocking like they should be and the run game has suffered because of it and when the run game suffers so does the entire offense because the offense is built around that run game and so what i am looking for specifically is that with with christian mccaffrey right the the rams the Rams do a lot to defend the outside zone. They love to run uh, uh, an over front, right? They like to have six guys on the uh, on the line uh, to defend the the wide zone. And I think speed has been what has been missing in the wide zone for the 49ers offense since Elijah Mitchell went out. Now you've got McCaffrey, you could run it again, but but the Rams are going to be key to stop it. So what I'm interested to see is what kind of running game they get with Christian McCaffrey. Do they try and just hammer that outside zone, even though they know that LA is, is looking to defend it. And then let's get Christian McCaffrey some touches in the passing game as well. Uh, two weeks ago, the Panthers played the Rams and McCaffrey had 158 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. I, I would love to see something similar from him in this game. The other thing that I I'm hoping to see, and, and I don't know that we'll see it this week because I don't know that Debo is going to be playing, but I would love to start to see some more two back sets with Debo and McCaffrey lined up in the backfield, right? Either one of them can take the handoff. Either one of them can go on on a route. Both of them can go out on a route. And then also once juice gets back, so they'll be missing Kyle Yuse check this game. What does that look like? Uh, do we see yeah. Ross Dwelly? Well, they forgot about Yuse. Yeah. Yep. Do we see Ross yep. Dwelly? 
Probably. Do we see Charlie Warner both? I don't know. Do we see more two back sets with two running backs as opposed to a fullback? It'll be interesting to see. But when Juice does come back, I would also like to see now that McCaffrey's on the team, you know, uh, Juice motioning out of like 21 personnel, right? So 21 is two running backs, a tight end, right? Um, so the 49ers, when they run 21, almost exclusively run it with Kyle Juszczyk at fullback and then uh, a running back. I would like to see Juszczyk motion out and Debo motion in, right? Now all of a sudden you've got mismatches everywhere. So I think I think Kyle Shanahan is, is, is excited to play with his new toy. I just don't think we're going to see as much of it this week. It's I think it's going to be a pretty vanilla game plan when it comes to McCaffrey in this offense. But once you get past that by, it'll be interesting to see kind of how he how he employs or deploys him. Man, so many yeah. injuries I forgot about use check. It's like who isn't yeah. injured? <laughs> you know, right? Jason Poe. I want to see Jason Poe in the backfield. I want to see Jason Man, Poe fullback. Fullback Jason Poe is is an absolute dream of mine. Like I'm I Put cannot wait to see that happen. I saw that tweet here, so that's a shout out to your tweet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you know, you know, the running game guys, like what, what the biggest the biggest difference is the interior line positions are all different. I mean, Aaron Banks has been fantastic, by the way. Burford's been okay too. But the center position, Brendel has not been very good. Like he no. has, he has constantly gotten beat. He has not been very good at all. And I'll put a stat out that I saw on Twitter uh, from Johnny Dales, Johnny Dales FA. So the 49ers since 2019 with Weston Richburg, they were 11 and two. And without him, they were 20, 23 and 23. And I'm not saying it's his responsibility, his, his, you know, departure that has caused that, that record, because a lot of other things happen. But when you have a good center and you have uh, a good person kind of like making the calls at the line and, and the guy that's that the anchor of your line, it changes everything. Like remember the Niners with Harbaugh had Jonathan Goodwin, right? And he was, he was a fantastic mm -hmm. pickup for that line. It was really important. And you know, the Niners of the eighties and of Walsh and all this stuff center was center was an emphasis for them. And Kyle just hasn't emphasized that. Like I'd even argue that you you would put Brunskill at center and he would do better than Brendel. Right. And yet they haven't. So that is to me, like one of the reasons why they haven't, they haven't been able to run the ball well. So, anyways, we got to make predictions, guys. What do we got? I'm not picking them again until I'm. I'm not picking them again. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing it. I'm not. They have to. They and I'm not even picking them after this week because if they beat the Rams, they're. T they have to show me consistently. I'm not picking them. I don't know what the score is going to be, but they're going to. They're going to. They're going to lose. That's. That's my <laughs> prediction. That's where no. I am next year. I'm emotionally terrorized. <laughs> Loss. All right, Brian. Uh, I'm going to go four and four this week, <laughs> and I'm going to keep my pattern going. I can't pick. I can't pick against them. Uh, I don't have it in me. I, I am not from the East Coast. Um, there's a <laughs> so which, angry. Which, which, by the way, there is uh, a uh, musical artist named Noah Khan who just released an album last week. And in one of the songs, he says uh, one of the lines is "I mean because I grew up in New England." I'm like, that's such a good line. But anyway, <laughs> regardless, um, I'm. I, I I think their their regular season dominance continues. Uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to be a dogfight, and I think it's probably going to be low scoring. So I'm going to say uh, 49ers 20, Rams will go Rams 17. I'm going to drive you guys up the wall right now. This wall behind me, I'm going to drive you up that wall behind me. They're going to tie. <laughs> oh, tie. no. Oh, man. How are they going to tie? Oh, They're going to tie. And gross. we're going to come in this podcast and be like, what are we going to talk about? Just for the content. I'm going to say they're going to tie and everybody watching this and be like, Zane, you dumbass. But hey, man, <laughs> I, I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're going to win or lose. So I'm just going to say they're going to tie. Like 
They're going to go three, four, and for however, three, four, and six One. the rest of the way. No, th- the rest of the way, three, four, and six. Oh. Six ties the rest of the way after this, right? Like, oh, my goodness. seven ties or whatever it is after this. Uh, I can't say anything <laughs> would surprise me at this point, so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be back, guys, to break it all down as usual for Brian and Zane and Sizzle. Peace. Later.